to Make Share Grow, a podcast about art making and the creative process. I'm Julie Marriott, painter, mother, and lover of bold and joyful color. Come on into my studio. I hope what I share here about my art practice will inspire you in your own creative journey. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on the show today. This is week six of documenting my creation of a new painting collection. And if you have been with me since the beginning of this season, following along every week, thank you so much. And if you are just new and checking out the podcast for the first time, you can find the beginning of this journey um, on episode 27, I believe, is when I kind of set up what this project is all about. But let's dive into what I got into working on this week. This was a really good week in the studio. I feel like I accomplished a lot. And um, as opposed to last week when it was a very quiet week for me, this was a really productive week. I started out by reworking the very first painting of this entire painting collection. I pulled it out and I decided to revisit it because I was still kind of waiting for my canvases to arrive. And I pulled it out of the corner. I've been storing my paintings kind of leaning gently in the corner of my studio kitchen dining room area. And I pulled it out and I went, oh my. <laughs> it, I've definitely come a long way, you guys, with this new textural way of painting, this new sort of direction that my work is growing in. It has developed a lot. And um, it was really interesting pulling out that first painting because I could see like all the things that made me excited about it, but I saw a lot of room for improvement. So I put it up on my can or on my um, on my easel, and I thought, okay, let's get to work. Be fearless. It's okay. It's not your baby. <laughs> you can you can change anything. So I got to work on it, and oh my goodness, it was so much fun. And I added more layers, but not as many as I thought I would. I I kind of gently reworked it. I didn't completely get rid of anything. I just continued to kind of add some layers and define what was already there. And um, it was really, really cool because until I came to this painting, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to resolve this series, like how a painting would look when it was completely finished, when it has so much beautiful texture built up on it, but none of the kind of finishing touches. Um, and I was able to do it in this painting in sort of a gentle, careful, sort of quiet way that just added enough to make it feel like it was brought up to date with some of the newer techniques that I've learned and that I've sort of perfected as I've worked along through the series. Um, but I didn't like overwork it. And I love it. It has... I think the thing that's really exciting me, particularly about this painting, and I know it will in in several of the other ones or all of the other ones as I finish them, um, they the thing that really excites me is when the flowers are sort of 
defined and clear in areas and then kind of melt into abstraction in other areas. And it's hard to describe, so definitely go click through in the show notes to see the painting from this week so you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's this like balance between clarity and abstraction that's really exciting me. And um, I was able to kind of find that balance in a way that was really pleasing to me in this new painting or in this first painting that I newly finished. So that was the first really exciting thing for me. And then my canvases finally arrived. I was waiting all week for them. And that's what kind of made last week a non-productive week as much as I would like. And so this week, the canvases came. I got nine new canvases. And that is that's it for this collection. I got all the canvases I'm going to have. And um, my six-year-old daughter, Violet, she helped me prep them, which was so much fun. We pulled them all out of the boxes. We laid them all around the kitchen, on the table, all around the house, <laughs> leaned them against walls. And um, she helped me do the first layer of gesso on the canvases. Um, I, for this for this series, I have been gessoing the canvases again. They come pre-gessoed, but I really want some brush strokey texture as the underlayer. And so she helped me do that. And that was a really fun, a fun time. And she was loving it. And I was loving having her being involved in what I was making. So that was really cool. And it felt great to get the entire series, like the whole rest of this collection prepped so that that stage, I don't really have to revisit. All I have to think about now is actually like painting color on these canvases going forward, which is going to save a lot of time. And that's just something I'll throw out there. Um, This is not new. This is a very tried and true method for a lot of artists. But if you're struggling with getting started in paintings because there's a lot of prep work or your painting process has a bunch of stages, if you can do all like a whole bunch of canvases all at once with that first stage, it really takes the barrier out and the kind of this slowdown in your creative flow out of the process so that you can just jump in as soon as you're ready. Like as the creativity is flowing, you can just like pull out another canvas and keep going without having to break that creative flow. So that's something that I um, am appreciating because this process has that extra step, which I don't usually do. So being able to get all of the canvases prepped was great. So then the next thing that I began with this collection this week is I I got two horizontal canvases underway. So I know I mentioned last time that I have this huge resistance to painting horizontally, which is so funny. And um, it felt very strange and awkward setting this horizontal canvas on my easel and just sort of facing it and being like, oh man, I have to change the way my brain works. But once I started sketching and getting sort of the feel of what the flowers would feel like going in that direction, thinking wide instead of thinking tall. Because when I'm thinking vertically, I think of sort of a cascade, like from top to bottom, like this movement. But with that, you don't really have that in a vertical canvas or in a horizontal canvas. And so I have to think kind of as a side to side flow. Um, So it's just a different way of thinking. But once I got into it, I am loving it. I I think I started my favorite painting of this whole series so far. 
And I kind of feel that way about everyone. (laughs) Every newest painting is my new favorite, but there's a lot going on in this one that just feels so free and so, um, so like I've, I'm remembering all the things that work for, for me in this new process about keeping loose, not thinking too hard, being relaxed and just enjoying expressive color and not worrying about it looking like anything in the beginning. And I think I just really embrace that all with this painting and I am, I'm loving it. It's just a painting of peonies that has like three or four, I can't remember, I think there's four, huge peonies and they're just so graceful and... Um, Yeah, I was just really, really enjoying the layering of warm and cool colors in them. And um, it was really interesting. I was painting them and then I kind of stood back and I was like so happy with it, even though it's it's about only about halfway done. There's a lot more that needs to happen. But something about that loose, really free and kind of wild and expressive and intuitive beginning like made me want to cry. It was so, it's funny. That happens to me sometimes when I'm looking at uh, at my reference photos of flowers, when there's a photo of flowers that's just like so amazingly beautiful. It just makes me want to cry. And that has never happened to me with a painting before. And so that was really interesting. (laughs) I just sort of like feel the swell of emotion about it being so beautiful and it makes me so happy. (laughs) And I think that if you're into the Enneagram, I'm a number four with a pretty strong three wing, which means I'm kind of a cr- emotional creative person, but I have a strong, like structured, um, wanting to achieve side of me. And, but every once in a while, that four side of me just comes out and makes me feel all the feelings <laughs> about my art. And so, anyway, that was something that was funny. So, just feeling the beauty so deeply. And I think that's really healthy and really good for us to be really happy with the art we're creating. Um, I've heard discussions around that before, and I feel like some artists might think that like you should never be satisfied with this art. You should always be pushing forward and feeling like you like it's not good enough. I need to like move on and achieve more and change and grow and always pushing, pushing, pushing. But I um, as and as much as I like to change and grow and push and achieve, um, just really like admiring and enjoying what I'm creating in the moment is really fulfilling. So I think that we should all have permission to love our own artwork and to be very proud of it. And even if we know we can grow and continue to change and get better, loving where we're at, I think is very important and is so rewarding. The most exciting thing though, that happened this week was that I came up with a name for this collection. I've been thinking about it for a couple weeks and just rolling things around in my mind. And when I'm reading, I will pay attention to words and see if anything, um, you know, sort of 
materializes in my mind. And I've kept a running list on my phone. I like to keep notes on my phone for the podcast, for painting ideas. And so I have a note for this collection that's just all names. And some of them might end up being titles for individual pieces, but I was keeping a running list of just ideas that could possibly be the name of the collection. And nothing just nothing felt quite right. I, whenever I name a collection, like when I think of the right name, if I ponder it and it feels like a puzzle piece kind of snaps into place and it's like, yes, it's right. That, that happens with every collection and I know it when I feel it and I just hadn't felt it yet. So anyway, I was just sitting, I think I was eating my lunch because my studio is in my kitchen and I was eating my lunch, sitting there and staring at one of my paintings rolling words over in my mind, and the name just came to me like that. So but the name of this collection is the Rooted Deeply Collection. And the inspiration sort of behind and the meaning behind that name is um, that this collection, I feel like more than anything else I've created yet in my creative career, in my creative practice, Um, this collection feels so deeply connected to the actual painting process. And I know that sounds funny because every single painting I make is made out of my painting process, but there's something really deep and meaningful and exciting happening for me right now as I'm, as I'm feeling out and exploring this new and fresh way of painting that feels It just feels like my paintings are feeling more and more like me, every painting I make. And I think that's what we're all always after. And something about this collection and this more textural way of painting feels so, so much like me and what I want to see in my work. And so something special about this collection is that it's like, it's just so very deeply personally rooted in this creative process. So that's kind of my um, my side of seeing the name. And that's part of the collection story for sure. And then I always like to think about like, what can this mean for my collectors and for the people who will be viewing the artwork? Because I don't want everything about the work to just be about me. I want it to also connect with my collectors and my audience in a special way. And um, so rooted deeply also means to me um, how we all have life experiences that are really deeply connected to flowers, or at least so many of us do. And that's the feedback I've gotten from so many people over the years is that when I paint particular flowers, it brings back memories of a relative or of a special time or a place in their life. And so our life experiences are also very deeply rooted in, in place and in experiences with flowers. And they can be really beautiful memories and, um, connect us to our past and to special people in our lives. And so that's another aspect of what Rooted Deeply means for this collection. So I'm really excited about the name. It feels totally right. And so now um, that being kind of the anchor, like 
collection title. Now it's going to inform the names of all the pieces. And I've already can am continuing that list on my phone. Whenever words pop up to me, I write them down if they seem right. And a lot of the time what I'm writing down is just sort of um just like word pairings. And so it, they may not actually end up being the titles, but I can like rearrange the words and create new things. But I, it's just like, you know, writers, you have to make a really messy first draft first before you can make your clean and polished final draft. And so I try not to be critical at all about what I'm writing down. I just jot it down because I have a terrible memory. They will not stay in my mind. I need them written down so I can revisit them with fresh eyes later on and um, polish them up and make something really beautiful out of them and then see which paintings, when all the paintings are finished, see which names feel like they belong with each painting. So that's kind of my process. So I'll keep you updated. <laughs> Probably towards the end of this collection, I'm just going to continue jotting things down. And then at the very end, when all the pieces are finished, then I go through the naming process. So now it's time for something that I loved this week. And I'm going to revisit something that I mentioned in, I think it was maybe the second episode of this season, episode... I think it was 28. Anyway, it's a book that I'm slowly reading through. It's a book by Frances Palmer. She is a ceramic artist, a ceramicist, and a potter, and she also grows beautiful flowers and um, takes photographs of them in her ceramics. And I have her book called Life in the Studio. It is such a beautiful book and is so inspiring just to come and pick up. It's a very easy book to just pick up whenever you have a spare minute and read a little section. And there, there's a lot of stuff in this book, and I'm still discovering what all, all the different sections are. She has some recipes. She talks about her actual, like, creative process. She talks about how she thinks about glazing and um, building ceramic pieces. But then I came to a, a part that I didn't even know was in the book where it was all about her dahlia garden. Now I am planning this spring, if I can get it together, <laughs> to plant a, a dahlia garden. I have never grown cut flowers before and I'm a little bit intimidated, but I've had lots of people say that they're not too hard and, um, but I just love painting dahlias and I also love fresh dahlias and they're one of the flowers that makes me want to cry. <laughs> they're so beautiful. And so I really want some of my own and, um, I think, I feel like gardening is such a, a wonderful, relaxing thing for me. And, um, I have, I'm, I'm no expert at it. I am not very ambitious. I don't have a huge garden, but I have house plants and I have a beautiful yard now in our new home that's ready to get some plantings in it. And so I really want to pick that up and, um, and plant some dahlias. So there was this whole section in the book. She, uh, plants, hundreds of varieties. She is like a hardcore years and years <laughs> planter and lover of dahlias. And she's always seeking out really interesting varieties. So she had a whole catalog, like a, a photo, a, a photograph catalog in the book of all so many different, I don't even know if it was all of them, but 
a visual catalog of a ton of different dahlias that she grows and then a step-by-step process of how she tends them and takes care of them throughout the growing season and then how she stores. You have to dig up the roots, which are called tubers, and you have to store them over the winter. And so she talks about her process for that. And it's really, really cool and inspiring. So that is something that I loved this week. And I will link up the book in the show notes so that you can find it. And I hope you will purchase it because it's such an inspiring read. If you are a visual person, if you are inspired by visual creativity, you will love this book. All right. Well, that is it for this week, my friends. This was a great week. I'm feeling really energized going into um, the weekend. I'm going to paint a little bit more and just continue working through this collection. So I'm excited to chat again next week and give you an update on what all has happened. All right, guys. Bye for now. Bye.